I don't need a P-line plus I don't mind shit Beat on my chest, can't call my shit Hope I'm on the chart Welcome to the Frame of Flower podcast This is episode number 31 I'm joined by a very special guest His name is August or August Q Thanks for joining me Oh, absolutely Glad to be here Yeah, so let's jump into like why So I first Let's jump into like the reason So I first first saw you i saw your um your video on koala puffs right uh, oh yeah that got some traction <laughs> yeah the drama the drama sometimes does for sure i mean it's one of those things it definitely but... does mm-hmm. <laughs> so i thought it was a great piece i thought it was really well done super you know um i mean yeah how long did that take you how long did that take? oh two months it took me two months <laughs> <laughs> Um, because it, when it happens, like when all of the koala puff stuff was going down, when she put up her live stream, when Lexi put up her live stream, I was there watching them. So I was like, record. (laughs) And then I, uh, worked on it that whole time. That's awesome. So yeah. So you're obviously, you know, you're a member of the cannabis community, um, so do you keep up with a lot of this, these people? Do you keep up with the Koala Puffs? Do you keep up with like a, with Mac Dizzle, with all these different influencers? I'm assuming. I try to, um, I don't keep up with all of them. Um, yeah. I, I actually don't even follow Koala Puffs anymore. Um, I don't necessarily support her. Uh, but to be honest, I don't really, a lot of people in my comment section were telling me, you know, Mac Dizzle's not all that great. She had some, rumors coming out about her you should watch this video so I hear she isn't exactly what everybody thinks she is but no influencer is yeah I yeah I think you you hit it right on the head there none of these influencers is that cool I mean they're 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 cool I mean so I met I recently met Koala Puffs in that's like I literally the night of doing research sent you a dm because I was so impressed by the video I was like wow thank we, you we definitely yeah um and you know, the more, and then I, I, and I said, I said this video to uh, other influencers that, and they all were like, holy shit. Like I didn't realize the expanse to this. Um, so you have, some, you have some admirers from some, some big, uh, some big influencers that, Aww. yeah, I, I can't say any names. I will, I'll tell you after this, but they yeah, were, yeah. they were thoroughly impressed and they were, and they were a lot of the things that, you know, that you brought up that it was definitely, yeah, I, I think um, people agreed with you. And, and I, I'm not really as like, I'm just starting to like, explore, like, I've always known about all these, like, I think it was at Hempfest um, last year. And I remember seeing this whole group of people. Um, this is in 2019, actually, not 2020. So it's two years ago, pretty much. But um, Hempfest. Yeah, Seattle. we didn't do anything in 2020. Yeah, yeah, no one did anything. But I remember seeing this whole group there. And this is kind of the beginnings. I've always been in like medical uh and then the illegal industry i've always been i've been in those two industries really and then i started to get more into recreational last few years um but i saw this whole group of people i ended up realizing was like quality like i didn't know who these people were i was like koala puffs it was like eric khan it was like this whole group i didn't even recognize them and they all looked at me like shouldn't you like come say hi to me or come like you know (laughs) 
don't you care about who i am yeah like come like yeah like come suck my dick or something i'm just like <laughs> fuck you guys like i don't i mean i and i just was thinking back about that it's not even like that i like i like all those people i'm not i'm not trying to like hate yeah. like that but i know i know yeah but it it, it is it, this phenomenon though of like some like big critiques i guess of like koala puffs and we're gonna get into a bunch of other stuff but i want to just get this out of the way we can talk about this but yeah yeah so some of the big critiques though right is that like this is what i've heard and i met her she was she was nice i'm not like i have nothing personally against her really so it's, it's yeah i've never just, talked to her yeah yeah i mean but like you know she she's like been in cannabis for like what like three four years mm-hmm. like there's Something some ogs like i talked to and they get kind of mad because they're like you know she she hasn't really been in this industry or culture like ever she's really yeah she's pretty new to this space like and especially because she was trying like I mentioned this in my video but she was trying to be a YouTuber before she even smoked cannabis so you know I've been smoking cannabis for four years or so um and it's a part of who I am but I don't do it because it would be a good way to get a good following you know um, and I'm not necessarily saying that she did that, but for her to not be in the cannabis community very much at all, and then to be an influencer in that industry is interesting. It's It, it was an interesting choice. It was interesting to to do the research and really learn that she did make that choice. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I think that's a great point. I think, um, what it, I think it points to in a lot of ways. I think she obviously has a really, uh, her ability to adapt and to be mm-hmm. able to like see, oh, this is a place where I can actually be successful. Now, whether or not that's, you know, a critique of her or it's almost both. It's a critique and a compliment, right? right. So, you know. Because the- we all live on the internet right now. Like we all have to move. We have to adapt. We have to move to what's popular. We have to feed the algorithm, whatever that wants. I think, I mean, like I said, though, everyone listening, please go watch your video because it Thank it you. really did illuminate the whole, it gave me the whole picture and you know i i'm not all for like you know like people can change people can you know if once they're educated if they aren't making changes after that then it's like i think you know fuck you but i don't yeah. know I, yeah it's it's a t- <laughs> i'm tiptoeing around this because i do like i'm yeah yeah and like i'm not still waiting for jeffree star to turn around you know like there are some people who are just gone and we should stop supporting them <laughs> yeah and jeffree star yeah um yeah there i i've i've as of recently i've kind of learned all about some of the stuff uh that he's done and yeah, there's some stuff really bad with with Jeffrey Star. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and that's a whole. That's could be a whole. That could be a whole another episode. So let's transition <laughs> though. Like, what other content do you do? Like, 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 let's give let's give the audience. You know, so cannabis content. But what are what are some specific pieces of content that you've uh, produced? That you've- well, um, I have a WeTube channel, and on there I started posting some vlogs and like some get ready with me's um, because I'm a drag king. So I do crazy face makeup (laughs) and um, I've had a one beard shape that I've been doing since I actually performed drag live in New York. Um, We don't really do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately. Is there nothing digital going on? Like, is there any digital shows? There are digital shows, but I had kind of backed away from drag um, a little bit before quarantine just because it's so much work and it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. I and I also live like very, like most of the queers 
most of the queer performances are very much in Brooklyn and I don't, I live in Manhattan, so I don't live in Brooklyn. So it's far. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know New York that well, but it must be, yeah, that must be pretty far. How long, how long is typically the the commute? I was, I was traveling like an hour and a half at least on the train. What? Wow. Yes. For a gig that I might not get paid for, you know? And like, because gigs when you first start out in drag are mostly tips or nothing or the door and you get a free entry ticket (laughs) so like I was very grateful for those opportunities but I'm not gonna say it was worth the hour and a half after doing it for two after doing it for a year I was kind of like I think that I've got my fill of this and being up until three I don't need to do that forever (laughs) Yeah, hundred percent. in my and, house and make yeah. videos. So, but like, I, I did the performance side of it. Like, was it? It was it something like you know? I you talk to performers and there's that feeling you get from performances that are just like it's it's just like mainlining, fucking heroin. Like oh, that yeah. feeling of just like you know. Oh yeah, I was yeah. not like that. <laughs> um, every performance, I felt like I was gonna throw up. Um. <laughs> I like M&M like, mom spaghetti oh, you're yes, like... <laughs> yes. and then I would get off stage and I was be, uh, that was terrible I can't believe I did so horrible and everyone would be like everyone's like you crushed it job. stop you're good yeah good backflips and I'm like guys did you not see me like stumble over my sock it doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> I feel like and it's I, not the right I feel like you're a little bit of an overachiever not overachiever like over but like you a are a perfectionist. perfectionist. Yes, mm-hmm. you're perfectionist. And I, that's a great quality you have, but it's also like, you know, you're your biggest critic. And that's, I think yeah. that's actually a really healthy thing though, because you look at some of these, like there's cert- certain stars out there. There's certain people that are, you know, that, 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 you know, that once they, you know, see notoriety and success because they didn't have that ability to self critique themselves, they really fall. They oh, really yeah. fall into the trap of, of, of fame and celebrity and money and all that crap but yeah and just your any public career and any human life really you have to change constantly like I know um Sarah Silverman talks about this the comedian because she always is able to like kind of keep up with the times in terms of like PC culture Mm -hmm. and she's done interviews about it and she's like listen the kids are never wrong like we're not gonna grow up and be old people and the younger generation is going to decide we were all right about being really racist and homophobic like no one is going to decide that's okay in the future pc culture isn't going to go backwards like we're on the road to not offending people whereas someone like jerry seinfeld is like i don't perform at colleges anymore because (sighs) they're so liberal their hair flip yeah jerry seinfeld is not that funny (laughs) <laughs> not anymore he was when he could make jokes about gay people i mean yeah no and and you know i do think that that's i mean like i do think that there has been i guess we can go i guess we can go down this route where the some of these college campuses i think are it, it is one of those things that continue but i do think there are like do you ever think that pc culture goes too far like because i'm 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 curious about i i actually think that PC culture can go too far in a performative way, but not in terms of semantics. So like, I'm never going to get to a point where like, 
I'm like, someone is going to come along with a new identity. Like I, I use he, him pronouns and I'm Mm non-binary. So someone isn't going to come along with a new set of pronouns or a new gender identity. And I'm going to be like, you're crazy. Like be the normal kind of trans. Like, no, that's that's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't think that I'm ever going to police anyone's way of getting offended because I can't decide what's offensive to someone else. But I do think that there are some PC warriors online who jump all over people in comment sections just for that reason. Um, it's a little virtue signaling. It's you know? absolutely virtue signaling. It's that I 100% agree. And, and, and I, I, I like, you know, people respect, like, I think people really respect it. If somebody can tell that you really care about this, you really have it. And we kind of goes a little bit back to what we we're talking about Koala Puffs, like, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can really see that. Then I think people really buy that. But when you, when you see it's like, oh, I know what you're doing. This is just this. You don't really do you really do you really like, does this really bother yeah. you? Like, it's, it's I, so hard to tell. But I, so, yeah. I feel that. And like, I think that there there are some people who argue just to argue like there will always be gatekeepers in any community. So I think that there are. I think that there are some people even in the trans community who are not very accepting of like non-binary people and I don't understand that like I just I don't really get how you can accept a whole group of people and then not a subset of that group so to say that like I want those trans people who are kind of gatekeepy to be more PC in their language like yeah I do I'm like I someone like Ellen DeGeneres Ellen DeGeneres is I actually posted a meme about this the other day because uh, it was like, it was Jojo Siwa and Ellen DeGeneres. And it was like, when one Supreme falls, the new one rises. And I thought that was hilarious. And I was like, you know, good for Jojo. She can totally take Ellen's spot. Like Ellen is. I'm glad she needs to. I like Jojo Siwa. Like I like what she's She's doing. She's dope. I think she's dope. And she's, and all those people that were like, how dare you? This is for kids. Shut the fuck up. Like it's like, like Ellen's a piece of like Ellen's come on. She's just not a good person. Like, no, like she, <laughs> she likes to hang out with Bush. <laughs> like we war like criminals, didn't war criminals. Yeah, yeah. Literal that is a war, war criminal. He should be in jail. Yeah. Yes. And like, I, I don't think that she just even gets a pass for not hiring any of her employees for COVID. Like I thought that that was messed up. And for Jojo, to be a literal billion dollar industry, not, she doesn't have a billion dollars, yeah, but, but she's she her will name. Be soon. Yeah, she's, she's in every store. Yeah. So, she and Nickelodeon, be. yeah, they, they write her <laughs> checks, man. So, you know, I think that that's great. And, you know, they also, back in like the 80s, they decided that they were going to start putting a disclaimer in front of Ellen's show because they decided that because she was gay and she came out as gay on her show, that was not suitable for children. And it's like, oh, well, she's not, what is different between some straight couples rolling around under a blanket on a sitcom and Ellen discussing the fact that she has a girlfriend. And there was, uh, I don't even know who the executive producer was, but he was some executive producer of some network. And he was in an interview saying like, well, you know, that's just what the public has decided. We've just decided that that's not appropriate for children and it's like okay no, but that's just a small group why? of people deciding that really yeah like let's it's, be honest yeah that's yeah and why enable them 
yeah that stuff that stuff really uh, angers me personally like i it's funny like i so i used to i used to be a boy scout right i used to mm-hmm. sell hella fucking dope and i used to and i'm an eagle scout actually but there was a rule in that they were trying to i think they did i don't know if they did pass it or not actually um but they were like oh there can be no uh gay head scout masters and i had two mm-hmm. good friends of mine that that were really involved with scouting and they were gay and it was it was a terrible thing it's just like guys let's stop with these like you're trying to correlate now you know being gay with like being a child molester or a, like that's yeah. come on like that's like that's uh, like oh it's like the dog argument like oh we're gonna be marrying our dogs next it's like no i i'm gonna stick with consenting adults thanks yeah yeah absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. well here I have, I have some i have a question for you that i'm interested because i think i think you you have a very you're a very intelligent person i can tell Thank you. um and sorry i'm just i could t- I, there's people i interview and it's like okay we maybe can't go down this route but like my sorry my my question is is like I'm very into politics, I'm very into, uh, I'm a political junkie, right? Mm-hmm. And have you noticed that, like, for example, like, Democrats are, and I'm, I'm very far left, but, you know, I've started to, I really don't like the Democratic Party, for the most yeah. part. They're, they're, they've, they've become the party of corporations, right? They've mm-hmm. become like they're getting more investment now from Wall Street than the Republican Party is now after, as of last year. Right. Do you think that like liberals are using PC culture as a distraction to divide us? So like their point, like like okay, like you know now we have the first you know you know, we're going to have the first trans person or the first like black person now to be conduing our imperialism and mm-hmm. using that as a district. Like, do you think that that really, do you think that that's a tactic used by liberals? Cause I, I, I personally do. And I think it's like, cause it's really like, you're just, you're, you're okay with talking about these issues, you know, like they're, you're okay with, and these are mm-hmm. important issues to talk about. You're okay with talking about racism. That's a super important thing we need to talk about and address. But when it comes down to like actually making an economic difference in these communities these these you know uh, minority community just people in general right. that need help you don't want to talk about that at all you don't want to talk about medicare for all you don't want, yeah and i think it's because for the most part liberals want the votes like and they want the left they want the left they want the left to think that they are for them and that they represent them but they the thing about liberals is that fixing economic inequality would fix social inequality way better than any social problem than any social program like you know some sensible budgeting in our country and some reallocating of funds um going back to common sense monopoly rules like these are all things that would help the common man and of course racial inequality and any inequality should be addressed and it is definitely important but they don't want to address the higher the overarching issues that affect all of America because that's not their bottom line like that would affect their bottom line and you can really tell that they just kind of say whatever works because and they do it on the right and the left like you know it's nice that Kamala Harris is in office but 
and that, you know, they have a trans person, they'd pick the trans person for their administration. But we can't forget that Kamala Harris was a cop who forced trans women into prisons with men. So yes, I'm happy that there is progress, but we're still picking very liberal candidates. And that's not that like I was a Bernie supporter. And for us to go straight Biden, I was I was so upset. I was so upset. You just hit it on the head. You just you just bullseye. That is exa- I completely agree with you. I can 100% agree with you. It, it, you're so right. Economic issues will help solve. There definitely needs to be other things like it won't completely solve the social issues, but economic issues will be a big help in uplift, like, you know, more black ownership, more like, you know, that is capitalism is based on white supremacy. Like white supremacy is the basically the structure of capitalism. Like, and it's just passing wealth down from white person to white person. So new money is great, but we need to fix wealth inequality because only white people own any land or only white people own big buildings in New York or, you know, like it's, it's literally reallocating wealth or like giving the natives back their land. Absolutely. And, and I think like, I think what, what, what could, it could be a lot more powerful is if they address it from, instead of just going only on the social issues, like let's go on the economic and the social issues together. Cause I think that'll be, uh, a message that can be received by everyone and it'd be a lot more effective. Democrats, you know, you know and, and I completely agree though, Re- reallocation of wealth and, and, and absolutely agree with like Kamala Harris. I mean, you know, you know, I talk a lot about like cannabis news on my, on my main channel, but um, you know, I've talked about how Kamala Harris, you know, she was all behind the more act, right. Which is the marijuana opportunity reinvestment expungement act. Now, that was more so political, you know, she was part of that, that committee that did it with Jerry Nadler. I do think that like, you know, she, they kind of did that on purpose because she has such a terrible track history when it comes to cannabis and like a really bad, like one of the worst ones out there, mm-hmm. like putting in people, you know, people of color into jail for small amounts of, of cannabis um, for, you know, literally withholding information from people from you know withholding evidence so she could mm-hmm. keep so you know and it's it it's that weird thing with like when it comes to like um you know prosecutors it's this weird kind of game theory mentality where it's like i have to win no matter what and they right. kind of they get tunnel vision and i'm not giving her any pass or anything but i think you may yeah i think that's a i think that's a great point did you vote did you vote for joe biden if you don't want me asking yo um i actually got cancer and i didn't vote <laughs> I'm so I'm I was so like sorry. oh it's all right I uh I don't have it anymore it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. what was it well sorry what was it I had thyroid cancer you can still see my oh, scar okay wow I prominently display it because there's not much I can do to hide it so it looks badass <laughs> to me I like it thank you thank you yeah. uh yeah but I got right at the beginning of COVID I got diagnosed and then I had to get surgery twice um and then they were my my partner you know was very like okay like are you did you register to vote did you read because I was registered in Jersey and I was like yeah like I tried to do it online but I couldn't do it like I think I just have to go to a place and it just 
became so heart wrenching for me to leave my house with my poor cancer ridden body and go to register to vote down at the post office. I wasn't, I wasn't in the mood. I was like, I'm not going to. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm not going to vote for the lesser of two sexual predators. Yeah. Not in the mood. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're both absolutely. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't vote for any of them either. I mean, I voted, I voted third party. I vote cause I voted initially in 2016, <clears throat> I voted for Hillary. And then I really started to understand what was going on in the democratic party. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. It's hard to put your faith in them. Yeah. I'm just not gonna, I'm just, I can't, I can't keep, uh, you know, keep myself, just yeah, I can't keep voting for the lesser two evils. And but I'm hey, I'm glad I'm glad everything's good though with your cancer and, and yeah, that makes you. a lot of sense too. Yeah, like why even put the effort into some like if it was yeah. like let's say Bernie, like let's say okay, maybe you could yeah, but no, I, I be like put me in a wheelchair, take me yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was do you guys have like could you like mail it in or is it hard to you have to go down and like Well, the only reason that I couldn't was because I I moved from I moved to from, New York from New Jersey, like only two years ago so I still have a Jersey license like uh, I was still registered to vote there because I was actually thinking my vote would matter more so I was still traveling to Jersey to vote and not voting in New York but then it just got too absolutely ridiculous to travel it was yeah. like a three-hour trip it was ridiculous That's, to vote yeah. to counteract my two Republican parents votes yeah so we're yeah I was gonna ask so you're from you're from Jersey um how, how was growing up in Jersey? Oh, growing up in Jersey was interesting. <laughs> um, I grew up, I actually lived, my parents were divorced and my dad lived on a farm for like oh. six years or something. So I had like this kind of picturesque farm life, but I was kind of left to my own devices. You know, I wasn't like watched too well. Uh, my parents weren't the best and, you know, I don't actually speak to my parents anymore. I'm like, mm. bye. Yeah. They, and actually they were really not cool with cannabis. And I didn't start smoking until I was 21. I was 21 and I came home for a break from college and my mom like found out I smoked and she was all upset. I was like, you know, they like, you know, your husband was growing weed in the middle of cornfields when he was 16, right? Like all your friends smoke weed. Like, I don't understand, but I grew up That's, in a very conservative area, so. And it's, yeah, and, and it's funny, like, I think that there is a certain demographic of rural, you know, more on the right political ideology side of, of there's a, there's, I think there's actually a much smaller demographic than people realize that are anti-cannabis, but I think there also yeah. are a lot of people on the right that actually are extremely pro-cannabis, but, you know, I, I you know, because like you were saying, I mean, you know, your father was probably you growing weed and yeah. Yeah. Was it, was, was it so, your father or was it, was it his, her father? No, it was, it was her husband. So her, her husband. stepfather. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. My stepdad was like a crazy kid and my dad was like a bougie kid. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I have a little bit of both. Interesting. Interesting. So, wow. Very interesting. So what do you think about New Jersey legalizing? You, I think it's like, taking forever. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited it about it. Um, but, you know, I think that I'm a little worried. You know, I have some friends in the industry who prefer decriminalization. 
than yeah you're talking about that are in the the non-traditional market yeah 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 i definitely can see that i new york's gonna hopefully be coming soon though i mean they're oh yeah any day now yeah they're just governor cuomo is just being a piece of shit and just trying to allocate all the money to him but um yeah yeah he (laughs) you know he won an emmy for what yeah, that's my question. Is for <laughs> fucking what? Oh, because he did such a great job with the pandemic and he went on to CNN every week and did a little, yeah. They, they gave him an Emmy for that? They gave him that's an Emmy. Dumb. They gave him an Emmy for that. They gave him, an, and, and he actually had one of the worst Doing responses. It's all job. Yeah, and it really shows you that branding, marketing, and also big platforms that give you these, you know, that, that, that yeah. hype you up. They can do a lot Almost more. Almost just than another Jack influencer. Ford. Great point. Another, I love that. <laughs> Full circle. Full. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, so in terms of in terms of cannabis, like what, what kind of what kind of are you going to continue to create content around? Because I I think that, you know, the content that you do at Koala Puffs, are you going to continue to do kind of content like that potentially or? I think that I will continue on my YouTube channel. I'm going to continue making content that's like that, but that's not necessarily cannabis related because there isn't that much drama really in the cannabis community. Luckily we're all kind of chill. Yes. Yes. And I, and yeah, and I know, and it's like, yeah. And I think sometimes cannabis can be a little bit limiting, right. Mm -hmm. In terms of content creation. Depends, in terms right? of content creation, yeah, because I think I think that like I have a wonderful creative outlet on the weed tube, and if I want to, you know, do like a smoking challenge or an edibles challenge or like you know, people love watching me smoke and do makeup, so I do that on live streams on my Instagram every once in a while, yeah. just because it's fun, and like those I I think are fun. So I because I'm not like you know the best makeup artist around but i am a makeup artist that also smokes weed so you know queer people who like makeup and weed can come on to my channel on weedtube and be like oh there's all that content but i think that my my youtube channel it's not even really going to be a drama channel i'm trying to make it like a commentary channel um that involves drama because nothing exists in a vacuum so Absolutely. I, I, yeah. And I think that's awesome. I'm very excited to watch that too. Um, so yeah. And I, I think, you know, in, in one way I think, you know, cannabis is interesting is like, that's why, so I cover politics, news, like a lot of different things, but I do think that like cannabis is an interesting lens to look at greater issues, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, you just with, you know, can't like that specific Kuala Puss video, you know, you're looking at a lot of different massive issues through that lens. Right. Right. Um, and so I think that that's, that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I actually run a few Facebook groups. I'm like an admin. Um, and there's one that I run called Stone Queers. And like, I think that I just love this industry so much. And I'm like starting to talk about collabing with some creators in the industry. So, you know, I'll always be a part of the cannabis industry and community just because I love it. Like I always will find it healing. It was always, you know, it was hugely transformative to my mental health. So it's a part of my journey. I'm not going to just abandon it, but I don't, I I think I have enough ideas 
for my YouTube channel that are just not cannabis related, that when I want to dip into cannabis topics, people, people know me. Like, yeah. you can come check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I was, I wanted to ask too. So like, did you, when you were going through your can with your thyroid cancer, like did cannabis obviously help with that? I'm assuming, or, or, um, it helped or no? in terms of pain, like yeah. my, my pain management afterward was horrible because I, I actually cannot take opiates. I had, I don't even remember what they prescribed me, but it was something oxycodone or something like strong. Yeah. And I was like, I took one after I got home and I immediately threw it up and I, Oh, there's my dog. Bye. Oh, what's your dog's name? Quentin. Oh, cutie. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. Um, so, Oh yeah. He's, he's a cutie. He has an Instagram too. If I can send it to you. Right, I'll yeah. follow. Yeah. I'll definitely follow that. I gotta follow. Yeah. I gotta follow your main one too. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so I, uh, <sighs> After surgery, I could not take that medicine. I was like, mm. no, thank you. I am a hundred pounds. You can't really tell, but I am a, I am a small, small person. I'm only five feet tall. So no, no, no opioids. I'm okay with cannabis. I, and I, it was my throat. So I couldn't smoke initially. So I did like some edibles and then the next couple of days I could do dabs and then I could smoke again. I actually... Wow, that's so funny. I just remembered this. I've that's in my cancer vlog. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's a cancer vlog of mine on my YouTube channel because I was like, hey, so I've been gone for a few months. Here's what's been going on with me. And uh, fun fact, you can see one of my tumors in my neck in that video, wow. which is really gross. But I was re-watching it and I was like, huh. They went back in, took that out, didn't they? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, I need to check that out. Okay. Yeah. So, my, <clears throat> so you can't take opioids, but it could really, it really helped you with. Oh yeah. Yeah. With yeah. pain. Yeah. It's, they need to, they need to get rid problem. of the opioid. I mean, they don't need, it needs to be, I think what they need to start to do is like, I mean, I think you were kind of a unique case with like not being able to take opioids, but like, you know, I just had a friend who just got, you know, jaw uh, surgery and you know, we were talking about it. We were talking with, cause his parents were, his parents were doctors, but they don't, Western doctors don't really understand cannabis that well. Um, yeah. But like, you know, have like maybe two to three days after, you know, your operation, maybe using like the harder, you know, opioids and yeah. then transition into cannabis out. So you don't have that long-term, long-term use. Yes. Yeah. Because it's so addictive. Yeah. Like so, even Xanax. Yeah. Like, oh, I, like, oh, I hate I have, Xanax. Yeah, fuck Xanax. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's Not the worst it. drug ever, dude. That's mm -hmm. the worst drug ever. That like, that drug is man. I have I have knocked out some of my friends on Xanax. They've. I remember I was at a party once and like they were doing drugs all night, and then one guy goes to me like when we're going to sleep. I was like, he goes, "Do you want a Xanax to go to sleep?" And I was like, "No, I've been doing dabs since eight, and it's two a.m. Yeah. I'm tired. Like, no." Yeah, there. Yeah, I the the Xanax is. Uh, we had when I was in high school. I'm 24 right now, but uh, when I was in high school, we had a we had a Zan a Zan a Zanademic. We had a we had a. It was bad. It was, it was right when like people were ordering them off the dark web and like Xanax. Oh my god! Like mm -hmm. people take Xanaxes and they drink on them. That's where it's bad. Yes. That's where it's mm -hmm. bad. That's where One people. Of those people. My mother. 
Yeah, yeah. You ever notice with <laughs> like, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but like Xanax people that, you know, they're, they get in these like crazy cycles of like when they're like really barred out and they've been drinking a little bit and they'll like, they'll tell you a story, right? They'll tell you a story. Mm-hmm. Two minutes later, they'll tell you the exact same story. Two minutes later, they'll tell you, like they'll repeat and it's like, by the fifth time, I'm like screaming at my friend, I'm like, you need to go to bed. Like, you need like, to. I hear you. That <laughs> yeah. story tasted good in your mouth, but it doesn't sound good anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you're now going story. on the eighth time. And it's like this weird thing. It's like, it's almost like, um, you know, like when you play like a, it's like a messed up, you know, movie or CD and it like yeah, it keeps replaying. Skipping. And it's mm-hmm. like stuck on autopilot, but just replay. Yeah. It's, it's like watching a TikTok yes yes and it's like you know <laughs> only so many times i can listen to that or hear yeah, that it's like okay yeah. i get it yeah and that's a yeah. that's a ter- that's a terrible that is a terrible fucking drug i really hate mm-hmm. xanax i yeah i had a lot yeah. of friends on that shit and i was yeah and, was it, and it bugs me that like people think of the cannabis industry as a bunch of druggies and it's like we're actually all peace and love and get off your hard drugs so like you know i know so many sober stoners that can that got off of something worse from and transitioned to cannabis and then they just live a healthy lifestyle with cannabis and it's like yeah like we don't all need to be zonked out all day we can have coherent and interesting conversations yeah absolutely yeah no i i think that you know there's a recent study that came out um that Areas that have access to dispensaries or more access to legal cannabis, you see a massive drop in opioid use, uh, which is, you know, that's kind of a, a lot of people probably could have figured that, but to see the actual data come in, it's like good to see. Um, Well, yeah, because so many of them are just bored teenagers. Like if you give a kid a joint, he'll be just as happy as if you give him some Xanax, but he won't die from the joint so yes yes and i've had at least what i've had two friends die off xanax well they mix it right they'll mix it with like they'll be drinking lean they'll be drinking like mm. fucking codeine syrup and then they'll mix it with some xanax and then they die and yeah, yeah it's, it's a um, heroin is much bigger in jersey so that's my yeah, more yeah. of my purview yeah well yeah Hero- heroin's pretty bad here in seattle i'm from seattle i'm up here in seattle mm. and um yeah heroin heroin's not very good here either but it's, it's gotten a little better but yeah, no, that the I hope I hope we can see more more legalization occur and I think we'll see yeah. we'll hope we'll hopefully start to see um a drop off on uh you know different drugs and stuff or different drug use, I mean. Um yeah, yeah absolutely. So where can the people find you? Where can the people find well, you? Wanna... Um my Instagram and YouTube, they're at August Q. Mm-hmm. Q like uh what's up next on your playlist. And uh, my weed tube is Stoned Queer. I have a stoner Instagram named Stoned Queer. And if you want to join my Facebook group, that's also Stoned Queers. Okay. I will put the links down below in the description. Awesome. Um, thank you so much, though, August. I like really yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. I like. I would love to have you back on if you would yeah, in the future. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sweet. Well, this has been the Frame of Flower podcast, episode number 31 with august q and uh yeah guys check check him out he's got uh links down below uh definitely highly recommend if you're interested in the uh koala puffs video really great video check out you know other of his content as well and um yeah guys really appreciate y'all hope everyone is staying safe and healthy yeah thanks so much
yeah, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. I don't need a P-line plus on my shirt. Beat on my chest, can't call my shit. Hope I'm on the chart. I am J. I 